0: This boy and girl are going to be well equipped when the time comes to take their places as worthy members of adult society.
1: Aloha, y'all. This is Daniel Eisenman, the host of the Breaking Normal podcast, where my guests are all invited based on the frequency of synchronicity, all done in person, and all trailblazers in the breaking of all things normal. Aloha, y'all. Checking in October 8th with a very special guest. His name is Jeff Ellison. Um, wow. Hi, Jeff. I mean, let me just firstly say that uh, I've interviewed like so many cool, dynamic, successful people on this show, and I'm so thankful for that. And you are—I'm very excited about this. And it's if some, are the coolest person. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, if someone doesn't know Jeff yet, which I'm excited for y'all to get to know Jeff here, um, you have five kids under the age of what? Under the age of thirteen. <laughs> so we have two, four,
0: six, eight. Ten and twelve, and your lovely uh,
1: esposas. I'm
0: sorry, I said two. I meant four, six, eight, ten, and twelve. And uh, the two
1: and the uh, well, the <laughs> grace and faith, the youngest, the youngest, the youngest daughters are happen to be div- two of Davina's best friends. Yes, but that's not how we met. That is not how we met. Uh, how do you remember we we meeting? Because there is, as y'all know, the schedule uh, for the podcast is synchronicity. So maybe we can start there.
0: Absolutely. Well, it started, Jocelyn and I actually were led to Boulder as our first time in Boulder. And we had a normal life in Tennessee and we were doing our thing. We were building a business and it had got to the point where it was pretty successful. And um, we got past that five-year span of, of trying to grow and we were getting settled in looking for our quote unquote forever home. And The Lord spoke to me and called me into uh, ministry. And we were led to Colorado. And then He specifically spoke Boulder, Colorado. I'd never even heard of Boulder. And so we knew we were moving already. It was confirmed. I know it was confirmed. And so it was the first time we came here and we were looking for a restaurant to eat at. And the restaurant, um, we we had just read the scripture that says that we were supposed to be salt and light. And the restaurant, we don't think it was just happenstance, was called Salt in uh, on Pearl Street. And so we kind of went back and forth, and we both just said, you know what, we feel like we're supposed to eat here for some reason. And so we were led into Salt, and a gentleman that was out, a manager, he really, really pushed us to go in and eat. And I, I don't think it was a sales pitch. I really think that that was a divine appointment. We were supposed to be there, because we had almost walked away. And we met... Um, yourself and Davina and I, your brother and um, they, they were there and uh, we know that the connection was made because of where we're at today. I think it's a lifelong connection um, that was made and it was, it was definitely not happenstance that we were sitting across from you outside on that, that
1: patio that day. Yeah, and that was a special connection because uh, Jocelyn, was very enthralled by Divina. Yes. Rightfully so, most people are, but especially yeah. a mom of five that was missing her kids. Of course. <laughs> and we yeah, that was just such a obviously divine appointment. That's yeah, a good absolutely. way to put it. Divine appointment. Because of how I how it felt in my body. There was like even a homey feeling to it all. Absolutely. Yeah, we we walked away feeling so at home
0: in a place that we had never been and filled with strangers and we felt that connection with you, Davina, and we just knew that that was God sent confirming to us, you're supposed to be here, and that family is going to be a part of your life, and you're going to be a part of their life. Well, the funny thing is, we weren't living in Boulder, Colorado then. No. no. <laughs> we knew we all would be. We, d- we did. I know you were kind of making a decision, right?
1: Oh, wow. That's a good question. Like <laughs> yeah. you said, based on the truth now, I must have known something. Yeah. And um, then let's just thicken the plot a little bit more because we I we didn't really see you much after that for a while, no. Because I think you we, went back to Tennessee, you weren't. Living, neither one of us were living in Boulder. No. And then the re-meeting I think is significant. Do you remember how that happened? Unfolded. Yes, we were deciding what park we should go to. And it was one year to
0: the day, which we did not know, and we ended up going to Eben G. Fine Park and we were walking across the park and we literally walked smack dab into you as you were walking across and we went oh my goodness hey <laughs> you're here now cuz there was no contact connection that continued but we did continue to pray for you through that year of transition and we knew we knew that we would unite with you we didn't know how we didn't know when but that was that appointed moment that one year to the date we looked back after we left the park because my wife jocelyn said seems like it was maybe like a year ago and she went oh my goodness it was to the day
1: very significant one year to the day yeah that's i mean that's, that's a synchronicity it is what is synchronicity to you <laughs> synchronicity. A lot of my shows are like that. They're like, this is almost becoming like a, a like not a curriculum, but a, uh, a script, a a backbone of a script. It's like, how can you explain this crazy way we met? And then can you explain what is synchronicity is? So I'm just taking note of that out loud. Synchronicity to me
0: is exactly what happened where there's how many people in this world and how many different places could you have moved to, we could have went. You know what? Maybe not Boulder because it's not a, it's not a fa- It's not it's not as family oriented as as another place in Colorado. So if we could have picked and cho- cho- chosen where to go, it might not have been Boulder. But we know that God specifically spoke Boulder in a strong, strong way. So we knew that was going to be where we were planted, and He found you back here as well. And I think synchronicity is is believing that. things are not just coincidence. These things are not just happening. They're not just intertwining happenstance. We know there's connection. And when you feel that connection in your spirit, I think that that's where the confirmation of synchronicity occurs, where there's that confirmation. And you know, like you said, you felt something at salt that night. We felt the same thing, that connection in spirit. It wasn't just a, hey, let's chat and have a good conversation. It was, we just made a connection, and that felt different than
1: most connections we make. Breaking normal, for sure. I mean, and you say the whole Boulder thing, that it's like uh, we would have not chosen Boulder. And I know me and you, it, I'm not sure if this is true or not, but um, let's just bring this right out. Yeah, I'm not, is Boulder County the only place in Colorado that's still doing this charade or charade <laughs> of uh, the mat- mandating mask for kids that are like three years, like all your kids? They would, yeah. according to the rules. Yeah. Um, I think the, or at least the rules that the news says, yeah. and I'm still not clear what is it, if this is actually lawful, lawful or not. Because most attorneys that I know are like the least into following this. Yeah, <laughs> like they just think it's like almost negligible. Probably because they understand if this is taken to the court system, it is actually not illegal. But I'm not sure. Don't quote me. I'm wondering. I'm wondering because there are some friends, uh, maybe a future podcast guest, Matt Bernstein that runs a. Uh, Apeco, He has a gym in Boulder and Denver. Okay, it's like awesome gym. We should all go. We should all go there. Yeah, we should. Yeah, it's a great. It's like a movement oriented gym, like natural movement oriented gym, is my understanding. And okay. Matt's a great guy, but he just got like threatened. He could go to jail or like a fifty thousand dollar fine, and or a fifty thousand dollar fine if he does not start mandating the mask. His gym in Boulder.
0: Well, and I'm wondering about that because we know here in Boulder there's a restaurant, the Buff. Yeah. And they're not mandating it, and they're still open. They're still running. Are they threats? Are they – and I, I think that it's time – personally, we feel like it's time to stand up, and I think that these people need to start defying – are these what, – what is a rule? What is an amendment even? like You know, they're, they're saying, like, you know, there's these – they're amending these – is it a law? And to my understanding, I don't think it is an actual law. You know, can it get you fined? I, I don't know. I, I haven't personally talked to anybody that's got fined. I haven't talked to anybody that has been taken to jail. And so, you know, is that threat, is it just a false threat? Is it fear? You know, and that's something that, that's something that we're big on not being a part of. We don't think that, that fear is of God, and we feel like that is the divide. You know, between there's, there's a consumption of fear that takes the place of faith, and we feel like that's what's happening right now. And we feel like all these threats are, you know, just fear-based. And I think that a lot of it is, you know, just power control. What can we make the people do without actually even putting this into law and and then defying law, like what, what should we adhere to? You know, I think that's another that's another question. So and us personally, we don't we don't feel like we're to fear this. We don't feel like it's is anything that is we, we know health wise science based whatever you want to <laughs> call it it is not it's not something that has been proven statistically helpful you know so that it's it's one of the and I think a lot of people know it, even people that are going along with it they're just fearful and I think that that's a mistake that we're making we're teaching our kids we're not going to do stuff under uh, under a false precept just because whoever it is that's mandating this stuff. Is saying it. It's not, and I think that that's, as somebody who is a, a believer and in, in, in a Christian, I think that that's something that, that people say, well, you know what, you know, we have to do what Jesus would do. We have to, you know, follow all the rules. I think Jesus was pretty defiant in following rules. <laughs> I mean, if, if you want to get right down to it. Um, so, I th- and, and I'm talking about, you know, stuff that's significant, and I think that this stuff is just, there's a lot of things that roll over with this and i think that it's it's very important to understand and teach our children you know we don't go you know we don't follow like sheep just because somebody said we have to think about it and if it doesn't make sense then we don't do it and so that's i know that was a long answer on that but it's just it's wide open it's a wide open thought process that i don't think a lot of people are really taking the time they're just doing it
1: just go along with it yeah, our children are watching. Our children are watching us. Absolutely. And that's one of my biggest things why I choose 99.99% not to partake in this, including wearing a mask, which has gotten me, my shopping options, pretty limited. Yeah. You're going to start having to forage. <laughs> like if, if, if I'm in Boulder, and I am foraging for sure. The yeah. freaking um, <laughs> apples are going off right now. The bears know it too. <laughs> The uh, right and the connection like with my previous podcast guest from Wild Idea Buffalo Company just getting the most epic organ meats shipped right to my doorstep. Excellent. Use the code Breaking Normal. They gave you five percent off. Nice. Because I didn't take it because I feel like the bison were bigger than me. <laughs> on this, on that specific thread, like there is something calling about the bison being a symbol of freedom, and um for the times that we're in. And I know you've used some of the tribe vitamins, which I do want to talk about, but. I like this thread about our children are watching. Um, it's one, that's one of the most disturbing parts about this whole thing to me is when I do see like a, if there's a family anywhere in Boulder as big as y'all's, but that age group of like three to fifteen, like outside wearing masks, and it's like how normalized it's become. But it's really not that. It's like that. It's That's, that's how normal is in this Boulder bubble. Yes. Like I've been in Denver and our like neighboring counties it's not the same thing there it's right good. now anyways.
0: No, my cousin lives in Castle Rock and they're they're all open. There's no <laughs> mask or anything like that. And my kids are asking like why don't those why aren't those kids having to wear masks in the playground and they're having these questions and're like this this just doesn't make sense. And I told exactly it does not make sense, does it? One county over, I guess it's just completely. You know, people
1: are dropping like flies. (laughs) There's no... Maybe people's like um, falling for propaganda is dropping like flies because the skepticism has got to like reach a tipping point for a lot of people, including your children. Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, this is how ridiculous can this be? Well, just to bring up something that this is this is really
0: important to us, obviously, with with five kids. You know, you know, my kids will will ask like all these things are important, especially in Boulder. You know, like composting, and it, it, it we're all about doing what we can to preserve nature and to do what we can to just be as sustainable as possible. We're all for it, but then the question arises: like, why, you know, you know, why is abortion so rampant, or, or why why aren't people fighting for that? Why are they protesting, you know, certain things, but not things? Why why not life? And that's, that's something that we've really tried to instill in our kids. We're like around us in our neighborhood, there's multiple people and it's not a judgmental thing. It's just kind of a, it it kind of hit me the other day. There's multiple people that one or two people in a house that's 4,000 square feet, but they're, you know, they're driving a Prius or a Tesla or, you know, something that is environmentally and, you know so we're we're trying to you know teach our kids there's a balance with it like that doesn't make sense to have a huge huge house, which free country you can have a huge house if you want, but then try to fight the cause of saving the environment when you're using a lot of air conditioning and heating and resources for you know these big houses so that's kind of something that's kind of came up with in our family like what like a lot of this isn't making sense, and I think that correlates with the mask thing in you know like we say people care about all these other people cuz they're wearing masks and you're doing you know what's best for mankind but then they're killing babies and and nobody cares and that's something that's big in our heart we're we're obviously um not not for abortion you know so and I know that's that's a touchy topic and and we're not afraid to talk about it though i think and i think that's the issue a lot of people are afraid and that's where that fear tactic comes back in
1: yeah that to the mask thing i mean, that is the root of it for most people they're like they just don't they're afraid to have a little they don't want they like they don't want to be asked about it like that's what the sign says out they'll do do it they'll do it and and then you you've been did you like talk about siphoning people's faith did well, you say the word siphoning, or did I, say, I? I'm not sure. If I, I, it almost sounded like you were saying that the reason this that you, the masses are being distracted mm-hmm. by the dist- they're distracting their faith away, like they're yeah. distracting their capacity for faith because they're confused and afraid oh, yeah. about the ever changing news that doesn't make sense.
0: That's exactly right. And basically, what what they're doing is they're they are siphoning it with fear, and that's what they're they're doing to people. I feel like. If people would just put their faith in Christ and think about the biblical principles, you know, that, that we, we really try to instill these within our children. I'm not talking about religion. A lot of people get the two mixed up and they, well, I've I've been to church before. I'm not talking about church. I'm talking about a relationship with Yeshua, with Jesus and the biblical principles about with, with what we stand firm on. I feel like, you know, people are, are talking about peace and have They're people are inherently evil. <laughs> you know, it goes back to read Genesis one, two, three, like people are inherently evil. And I feel like, yeah, I, I, Hey, there's some great people out there that are trying to do good things, but you know, you, you talk about a utopia, you know, bring up a utopia and try to see how many times that has not been successful or not thrived. Why? Because of pride, because of power, because of, it all goes back to foundation. And I feel like that's what God is bringing us back to, like biblical foundation, food foundation. I mean, all, there's a lot of, there's huge movements now and people are understanding, you know, how healthy these foundational foods are, you know, right? The root root vegetable, like right from the root, right from the source, the pureness. And I think that that's where the gospel, that's that's where it speaks to us because we know we know it works you know i know church to a lot of people doesn't work this just doesn't work but the gospel and what yeshua you know jesus christ represents does work and that's why we're here we're here to try to bring life and peace to people and i feel like a lot of people are are just uh, diverted by that that fear side of, of things and they just have to have faith and again not in pastors will fail you teachers will fail you your parents will fail you you know but that's one thing that we've learned that Jesus Christ never fails us and that's why that's one reason we're here we're like man we want people to come into we're not trying to start a big church or anything like that it's not like a church plan it's just like a, a, a ministry it's called organic truth and that's that's one of our that's one of our main reasons for being here
1: so I think that, well, the organic truth, and you've said, just to bring it back to the beginning of the conversation about God speaking to you to about Boulder, how does yeah. God speak to you?
0: He spoke to me in dreams and visions. And it's one of those things that I, the last thing I wanted to be called to do was go into ministry and to pastor. <laughs> I mean, literally I, I was a, a businessman and, and I was fine running a business, uh, my, I went to school for marketing and so that was kind of my forte and that's what I was better at and I feel like um, just in in the innocence of, of not even expecting it, all of a sudden I had a, a dream, I had a vision, I had a dream, I had a vision just over and over and over for a week, three weeks straight and I was waking up telling my wife, I was like, this is crazy and I know this sounds strange. Even to her, and we're, you know, we were believers at the time, but I said, man, the Lord told me, like, showed me in a vision Colorado. And I said, I don't, and then it followed with Boulder. I said, I don't know, I don't know why. I don't even know, you know, what this place looks like. Do you
1: remember one of those specific dreams or visions that would be fun to tell about? Yeah. Or how to describe one of those, just like the just one that stands out?
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> the one that stood out the most to me was the first one I had, and in this, it was a, a vision. I woke up, and I heard an audible voice say, "Preach the gospel," and it was three times, "Preach the gospel." And I thought, I mean, I, I'm not, I, I wasn't into getting into people's face. Like you do your thing, I'm going to do my thing. Like I said, we were, you know, believers, and 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 I wasn't a person that you know didn't talk about my faith but I wasn't somebody that pushed it on people but I specifically had that dream preach the gospel and I thought okay like what does that mean and he just started confirming and I'm not even a I don't think I'd had a dream in like 10 years before that and they were just like clear I could remember every single thing about these dreams and visions I was having and um it was just confirmed in my what, like when I woke up and I would tell Jocelyn, she would just start crying and say, I feel the spirit. I feel, I I know, I'm confident that that's the Lord
1: speaking to us, not just you, but us. She felt it too. And then, that, uh, and now you're here in Boulder. And one of the best places not only in Colorado, but the world, but it was also under this unique influence bubble, what, liberal. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But something where, like, my friends that are doing, like, great things for the community are being threatened to go to jail if they don't make people wear these masks. Yes. And once again, our kids are watching.
0: For such a time as this. Yeah. This is awesome, really. I know. I, <laughs> I
1: Like, I explain it to Davina, too. Yeah. I kind of, like, yeah, I think there might be, a, like, a collective mental illness happening. Yes. And I, I just can't, we don't want to become part of that. Right all right our battery switched at that moment sometimes i wonder if like technology is partnered with uh, you've mentioned that people are inherently evil so if people create technology um because i can't it's like almost ridiculous how many times like on the verge of like when someone says something really big or something profound was about to happen and my brother nathaniel has shared this on the podcast as well that like his technology would go out um
0: you know what it's even if it wasn't started as, as a evil plot, sometimes I think it is, but even if it's something that started as good, it usually turns into, You know, we, we know that money is the root of all evil. It's not evil in itself, and so I'm not... Is it the love of money, or the, is it it's, money? It's the love... You know, I've heard this debated. It's the love of money, because I feel like that drives people, well, not just feel, I mean, we, we've seen it throughout history, it drives people to do unbelievably wicked things in in the in the pursuit of money so the love of money and i feel like technology i think is a part of that i think that it can be Definitely used a catalyst well, look at the media now i mean what is which i don't you know what i take that i refrain from saying <laughs> don't look at the media don't watch the news <laughs> i think that that's stress and turmoil in people turmoil in people's lives but just look how it is so out of balance with agenda and we know it's, it pretty much comes down to political agenda, you know, when you're talking news and, and that is driven by technology, you know, so I think that we could all do ourselves a lot of good limiting technology and, and, you know, how much we depend on it. You know, I just, this is good, we have a podcast, we're using technology, but, you know, is our dependency in our life, is it surrounded by our phone? And if it is, I think that we need to reconsider priorities.
1: Yeah, I mean the issue with technology too is it's creating this thing that like bees would never do. Uh, the, I, like, I like to call it the bee code. From my understanding, there's like a, in a beehive, there's about ten thousand bees, and if, you, if anyone can correct me, please do. You know, I, I aim to understand things, but if there's yeah. better or more accurate information out there, let me know. And they like to be in a forty liter safe mm-hmm. space with a hole in it, like preferably upwards in a tree, especially if there's bears around. And 3 three to 5% of those bees are responsible. They're called scout bees. They go out to when the – they do multiple things. But one of the things they do is when the um, hive needs to relocate – hive. I want to emphasize hive. Hive. Um, When the hive needs to relocate or there's a new queen or something's happening where they're going to shift their homes – 3 to 5% call these scout bees go out and they'll search for new homes that are preferably like a 40-liter container in a safe space where they can be bees. Be bees? <laughs> and uh, they, when they come back, they do this thing with, the, with scientists. Scientists. It's becoming a funnier word. <laughs> um, <laughs> I used to take that word more seriously. So, scientists. so did I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, are saying they waggle dance. They do. They they report the information in a form of communication called a waggle dance. But the key concept that I want to convey to myself once again, and then whoever else wants to listen, is that they apparently like dance out the whole. They, everything they experience. And apparently they do a very thorough scouting job. They like almost walk the whole container with their legs. Oh, wow. Almost like every square inch of it. And they dance this whole thing out. And I realized like at that point, like, oh, bees don't gossip. <laughs> they because um none of the other <laughs> bees will believe what they said. That message is irrelevant until the other bees go out and scout it out and see the same exact thing. And then they report it. Interesting. And I'm like, wow, well, bees don't gossip. And this whole TV media, all of the things we're alluding to here is like it is just liquor for gossip. Absolutely.
0: It's it's fuel for the fire. <laughs> yeah. And you know that just makes me think. You saying that and using that analogy with the, the, the bees and how they operate is it makes me think of when people you have kids and I don't know how, how many people told you to like to do this you know with your kids with having five kids well we were told like well you don't want to have you know you don't want to have over two kids because or over three kids by i mean by people you know that were close to us don't have this many because it's just you can't give enough attention you know to the kids and it just makes me think of what people take in and people will listen to what other people say and i think it's just really interesting we were created like how you raise Davina. Is going to be different than even though we can hone off of certain things that you do well, and you can do the same, you know, for things that we do well. I feel like we listen to so many people. Like, don't sleep with your baby because you're going to roll over on. Uh, Jocelyn slept like our babies were in our bed, like beside us, and we were told numerous times. And I think that in listening to people, I I feel like you know there, there's this this gossip and there's this. You need to do things this way and you need to, and we were so accustomed and we're so used to listening to people and just taking their word for it. Like you said, scientists, what does that mean? I mean, we, we had a, we had a scientist that had two PhDs come over our house and we had them over and, and we were talking to, uh, this particular scientist and we, Found out that the studies that they were doing, um, she she had worked she worked in a lab. The studies that they were doing was studies ten to twelve people, three to six months. And so, you know, we're going, but everybody's going to listen to you because you have the word scientist attached to you, or you have doctor such and such, you know, attached to you. And I think that's the same thing with parenting. We do that a lot with, uh, you know, it's not a natural. You know, a flow, like you were saying, the bees just know what to do. And I feel like we are designed to know what to do, but we're so accustomed to listen, listening to other people and how they do it, what we're supposed to do with our kids. Every kid is different. Davina is different than our five. Even though, you know, there's similarities with the girls, they're gonna react different, do things different. And I think that it's just embedded in our head. And I feel like we need to get that out of and I feel like you're doing it. We see with Davina, like there's a freedom. That she has to make certain decisions and to do things different and to like you call it breaking normal i mean that's what it is breaking normal but i feel like there has to be almost like a revolt i feel like there's just this spiritual tension especially here in boulder that it needs to be broken and it's it's weighing way too hard on i mean there's dark and light and i think that the dark is outweighing the light but i feel like there's an army rising up here in in Colorado, all through the country, but special, especially here in Boulder. And I think that's one reason that you're here and that we're here. I feel like we're part of this army that is rising up to fight these, you know, what whatever it is. And you know, does it mean in an extreme? I'm not talking about a physical. I'm talking more spiritual. I feel like there's this that dark and light, and it's just colliding right now. And that's what that's the resistance that we're feeling.
1: Oh yeah, I think this is like the spiritual war of a lifetime. Absolutely, I mean, have like I ever? I guess which is always, yeah, yeah. Everyone's life is, in a way, forever. Maybe. Well, if they'll pay
0: attention, though, because some people are like, I just can't wait to get back to normal. I can't wait, to, you know, for school to get back to, or church to get back to, or you know, our family gatherings to get back to. And I, I don't think it's ever going to get really back to what people would call normal. And I think that's a good thing. And, and for the people that are, have their eyes open and their ears listening for what is going on right now, I think it's a time to thrive. And I feel like you, you feel that. You know that, that this is an awesome time because I feel like it's like okay to revolt against the things that are dark and the things that are not right and the things that don't make sense for our kids or for us to do. And I think that that's, that's part of this revolt
1: that we're, that we're up against. Like the revolt being it's time to thrive? I mean, come on. That, that, that's why I, want to, I do want to mention the tri-vitamins because I got to gift you a bottle of them I, because you, <laughs> this guy with five kids, not only does he have five kids, but he was the first. And, and there might have been one of another podcast guest. His name uh, is Paul Reese. He, we did an episode called The Psychedelic Christian, actually. And he, I think, did the challenge after he heard about it. I think he's like now, like expounding upon it. But Jeff did do a hundred pull-ups, a hundred kettlebell swings, and a hundred push-ups six six days a week for at least a month. Which so, I did them every day. You did them every day. Yeah. Which I mean, a hundred. Just let's just talk about a hundred pull-ups every day. Um. I'm curious what that did for you. Would you recommend it, what that brings up for you, and uh, how you like to try vitamins because you got some bottles.
0: Yeah, well, I think this goes hand-in-hand with kids teach you a lot of self-discipline, and I, I feel like I'm so thankful and blessed that we have five kids, the children that we have, and it has taught me to be selfless, and I feel like for them it inspires me to work out. Because I want to be able to hang with them, I want to be able to do things physical. I want to take them for a hike, and I feel like these challenges. I think that one, it helps me mentally to um, just be able to know that I can accomplish and discipline myself enough to go. I'm going to do this no matter what. I'm going to fit it in, even if I don't have the time. Because five kids and running a business and doing ministry work, you know, there's there's not a lot of time left over. But I feel like it's really really important. So. It, it really helped me feel like I could accomplish, you know, whatever. And I'm definitely a go-getter um, naturally, but I think that it's easy when you have a lot of responsibility to just go, eh, I can, eh I'll just start over tomorrow. And I think that it's so important to discipline ourselves to the point where we're like, no, I'm not going to do it tomorrow. It's going to be done today. And I think that goes hand in hand with uh, even having kids, you know, like just just being there for them and you know, putting the time into them. But that's, that's one reason I do it is for them and for my own health as well. And then the tri vitamins, honestly, I've never, I've I've taken all kinds of proteins, creatines, um, never anything like, you know, super, super bad. No, no, obviously I haven't taken steroids or nothing like that, (laughs) but these have probably given me the most jolt, physical jolt of power and energy that I've ever felt. And, I really, really, I've uh, i, I I'm still taken them. Um, I feel good. I told my wife, I said, I feel like, I just feel stronger. And I feel, it's kind of made me feel tribal. Like just, you know, that, uh, you know, just that <laughs> that extra strength that sometimes, at, yeah, I'm 41 now. that Sometimes I'm like, I mean, that's not that old. But, you know, I don't feel like I did when I'm tw- I was 25. So it's given me that extra oomph that I've needed to. Instead of doing 80 pull-ups, I'm gonna go ahead and do 100 today. Oh, wow, <clears throat>
1: 100 pull-ups ain't easy. No, uh, for a, a month straight, uh, and that's really cool to hear about with the Tribe Vitamins. I was talking to Emerald, who you talked, to, you got to meet this week yeah. again with Timothy. He awesome. had a great time hanging out. Awesome. Um, she uses them periodically for her period. Oh. Periodically, for <laughs> yeah, and she and then, and she was really saying how they alleviate the, her pain or her, like something with her stomach alleviated something with her stomach. I'm like, wow, what? I and I was like, come on, just keep, just start taking them all the time.
0: Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's another thing too. I think that I had tried to do a high number of pull ups, um, like f- per day, about four years ago. And I started having um, like just like shoulder pain or I'd be feel tight. And I just I couldn't do it because, you know, by the 20th day, I was just like my joints just felt like I couldn't sustain, you know, sustain, you know, sustain the uh, physical wear and tear. And this time, I honestly I felt like going more, but I thought I need to give my body some rest because I was doing it continuously 30 days without that rest day. So that's why I took it off. But I felt like I could have kept going. And I didn't have any, any pain, so I I don't I don't know. I mean, maybe is that I, I don't know that that could have been you know part of you know whatever kind of vitamins and,
1: and oh I so yeah. What tried vitamins are if this is someone's first time listening to this is elk liver and or bison liver mm-hmm. from wild elk in Texas and or un- from private ranches. I mean, it's a whole story. That check out the website. Um, and or bite 100 grass fed grass finished bison is the liver, and it's like it would be very close to the equivalent of eating a, uh, like a bite or two or a few of raw liver every day. That's
0: what I was wondering, like how how potent, how much? I mean, I guess yeah, it it's like a, how many? It's, yeah,
1: it's hard. I did do a fun calculation where I think if someone does try vitamins for a year with bison liver, they would pretty much eat a whole bison liver. Wow, throughout the year, like okay. the whole liver. Nice. And like if someone's not doing that. Um, I would recommend try vitamins. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I I even I even eat cooked liver and stuff. But this hits me a little differently. It does. Yeah, yeah. Because I've my
0: I grew up. My dad uh, was a hunter, and so I've had not bison, but I've had you know deer heart and liver. And so this has definitely. I think that for me, taking the capsules. I think when I went to three, because I started at two, I just wanted to you know make sure digestively I could handle it, and just see if I could feel you know any kind of differences in my body. And then when I went to three and then up to four, up to five, obviously like the higher potency, you know, we're taking more. But one, three seemed to be the magic number for me.
1: Interesting. As as it- <laughs> yeah, I do like seven or eight in the morning, every morning, usually before my breath work. And it is, and like not only the liver, I'm just like, it's a whole idea of eating. Like there's so many amazing parts of an animal that it like is literally called awful, like O-F-F-L-A-L, like the organ meats and yeah. such. And I'm like realizing, man, the bone marrow and organ meats are just medicine, basically medicine before there were pharmacies.
0: But there's not money in it, so (laughs) (laughs) or as much money. Yeah,
1: it's not like a a pharmaceutical patent. Yeah, bison liver is not pharmaceutically patented, so
0: it's not pushed. And that's why I'm trying to to push it to people as much as I can. I mean, I think that, I mean, obviously you're you're a great guy, so I want to see you succeed with it, but. I do not. I will not endorse anything that I haven't tried. Uh, I'm not one of those, you know. Like, I, I, yeah, it's good. I've never tried it before, but well, I've heard it's good.
1: You know, that's that's what the uh, the rumor mill and <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> we we're kind of just the, talking about that. Not the B code, and I've been here the B code and hives and this idea of what's going on in the world because I want to emphasize hives because I'm also fresh off three books from Daniel Quinn. Okay. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of like Ishmael, my Ishmael, or the B code.
0: I have, actually, yes. I okay. have, yes. Fresh
1: off those three. And my understanding of what, like if Daniel Quinn was here a debate with some of the things that we're talking about, one of the things I, I would echo that I heard would be like there is not, he, he would claim there is not, the issue is there's not one way, there's not one right way for everyone in the way. And that's why tribalism, tribalism is so important to go back to. Right before we destroy the earth, yeah. Meaning that that you, you, like it, you get a good group of people, like you're you're forming a tribe. Like if your five kids yeah. have five kids, oh, I mean like you got a whole tribe, yeah. So and especially <laughs> yeah. they any of those have five kids, like yeah. that can exponentially grow really quickly. Yes. So with the people that you love and care for and can team up with, like come up with your own ideals. That are best for everyone within that little group, and understand the basics of the world. Yeah, as an indigenous person would.
0: I, you know what? I feel like I I think that that is there's truth in that. I think that my exception is I feel like it's got to be through Yeshua Jesus, and I feel like He's the the way. I know He's the way, the truth, the life. I understand like what you're saying. I think that you know as as individuals we all have different ideals and ways of of going about and i think that that's one thing that's kind of messed everybody up i, I mean i've grown up you know and it's like you know if you're not you know if you're not a part of you know this um, let's let, speak religious you know organization then you know you're going to hell or you're doing things that are wrong and i feel like it's about relationship and it goes along with people it's about relationship it's about that's why i said we're not trying to build A big church plant here, but we are building a community of believers and of like minded people. That doesn't mean we all think the same. We're not robots. God did not, you know, I feel like, you know, we were knitted in our mother's womb, like it says in the book of Jeremiah, and we're all wonderfully made. Nobody has the same DNA. And I feel like that's really important to understand. You know, we're going to think a little bit different, we're going to do things different. That's okay. I think that's okay. I think that people, uh, they, Frown upon any kind of differences, and I think that you know like I've gotten you know together with uh, you know people that that you hang out with do we believe all the same and, and no, you know, but I feel like there's a lot of similarities that have linked us together, and I feel like again like i'm not go i never ever will go off the way that I feel like Jesus is the only way, and his ways are higher than our ways and but I do think that people get lost in the translation of um, not going back to the foundation and, and realizing you know what we're all created equal you know that's that's biblical that's foundational we're all created equal even though we do things a lot different culturally the way that we're born and raised all these influences change the trajectory of you know how we function but I feel like if we would all go back to like you talk a lot about tribal if we would go back to that I think that there's beauty in the the fundamental like simple form of of that going back and just coming seeing where that would you know lead to and guide us and i feel like a lot of us here especially in boulder are going back to that and kind of trying to go back to the basically like the roots of you know like you were talking about eating um you know these using like all the parts of the animal and i feel like that's just they've done that for thousands and thousands of years, you know, and how, how you know, I, I think that that's, that's part of, you know, what we really have to learn and understand. And in that, I think that we can learn more about like, we're not worshiping creation, but we're worshiping the creator. And I think that's where it goes back. Like if we start understanding more about the creator, then we'll start to value creation. Like you're talking about, use every part of the animal. You know, that's what like the indigenous people did. And we can learn a lot from, from that. And I feel like we should go back to doing a lot of that being more resourceful and being more self-sufficient. And here's another thing too, is it kind of, are we going to come to a time where it's like you take a vaccination or like right now people are losing their jobs and which is a big deal. You know, if you think about like, if if you don't, you know, take this vaccination and you have, you know, a family, if I have a family of five and I lose my job, that's a big deal. I can't, you know, how am I going to pay my mortgage and my so I think a lot of people are being faced with that. But I feel like at one point it's going to go, you know what? If you don't do this, 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 then you cannot, you know, you can't come to this grocery store unless you're vaccinated. Then what do we do? Like you said, you're already limited. So what do we do? I think that's why we got to learn to be sustainable individually, and, you know, with our families or with our tribe. I feel like we're we're forming a tribe here. And can we sustain? Do we go do the homestead thing, you know, as a, it might come to that, and so we're actually kind of preparing for that a little bit within our family. So
1: you're not the only pre the only podcast guest recently that is preparing for that. Well, good. my friend Josh Rainier Gold. Did you meet him, Josh, yes. the raw meat eater? Yep, and much more beautiful hair and skin. And oh yeah. yeah, great guy, Jealous. super strong. Jealous, he's man. ready. He's ready at Homestead. <laughs> That's awesome. And it sounds like they're really? one of the few places they were looking at. Nice. I've heard it's it's nice there beautiful yeah he's all about he's all about having as much kids as possible
0: i'm telling you it is (laughs) when people ask me how do you do it i think how do i do it It, again it's it's the hardest thing we've ever done but it's the best thing that we've ever it's a blessing and we and we have five healthy kids and that that's without vaccinating and (laughs) none of your kids have been vaccinated well you know the funny story In that (laughs) three of them our, our first one we never did them in you know now that's like you know take these three or four and, yeah, you know at yeah, yeah. one time.
1: There's all kinds of options. It's yeah. like buying a car.
0: It's before we knew. It's like <laughs> buying a car. It, it is. So it you is. want
1: the 10 windows? Yeah. You want the hepe? <laughs> <laughs> you want the? Are you sure? You don't? and it's sad because. I feel like it's led to a lot of... You'll definitely get it circumcised. You'll
0: definitely throw that in there, right? Insurance okay. covers it.
1: As
0: long as insurance covers it, sure. I don't even really want to think about it. Just yeah, yeah, do Yeah,
1: don't. You're already... We're about to stick the epidural in now. So yeah. That's, anyways.
0: But yeah, that's... So our journey actually began. Our, our first child, Gabe, he got not all of them, but he got a lot of them, and he'd get one at a time, and we were fought so hard. Nice, super nice doctor. That we went to, but um, by the by the family doctor, we we were fought so hard on him not getting all of them, and he just he just kept selling it. It was like a used car salesman. He just kept selling it, and this is why you should. And we're like, well, we're, we're starting to look up, you know this this information, and it's telling us that all these together, you know, have negative side effects, and so so we had so we were kind of like being really really careful, and we were we were praying about it, being cautious about it, doing our research. And then Caleb came along, our second. And then it was less and less. And then Elijah. And then by the time Elijah came around, I mean, it was it was barely any. And then faith, none. Grace, none. So, but we were. It was a learning process. And we we kind of go back. And we you just can't you can't backpedal. But we were like, man, we wish we would have went. We wish we wouldn't have given any. But it was a learn. We didn't know. We didn't know. I, I'd grown up. This is what you do. You know, you get this, this, and this, and so I feel like you know, we learned. And unfortunately, you know, we 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 feel bad, but we're like it was just we didn't know. It was just in our ignorance, you know. We we just didn't know. And the more research we did, and then we came, we stumbled upon starting to eat healthier and organic food as much as possible, and just you know just seeing what the source of the food, like where it came from, and it just it started us on this this journey. And so in Tennessee, where we came from everybody thought we were like hippie crazy for, you know, for, uh, eating, eating the now way we do. are like crazy
1: conservative
0: here in Boulder, huh? Well, I don't know. We have my, my wife, uh, she, she turned one in the Appalachian trail. So her, her parents were straight hippies. They just, they hiked from Pennsylvania to uh, Tennessee with her, so she was on her dad's backpack when she. Uh, yeah, I remember that story. That, yeah,
1: I mean that's uh, pretty amazing because I wanted to take note before the podcast. Your her parents had she uh, her parent Jocelyn's mom is like one of ten or 11? Nine. One, one of nine one of yeah. nine and then for your dad or something he was one of seven one of seven yeah it's big be fruitful and multiply <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and they. So my whole family, my my dad, you know, seven siblings, they all, like, pretty much everybody had two kids, and the, the church that, that they grew up in and that I grew up in, it was kind of like, just have two kids, because they, it, it was really, it wasn't a doctrine, but it was like, the you know, God's coming back soon, so don't put more kids than you really need to into this world, mm. so it's a weird. I don't know where it even came from, because mm. the Bible does say, "Be fruitful and multiply," and you know, children are a heritage from the Lord and a blessing. <laughs> so I don't know, really, no. And that came from the church. So. I mean, there's definitely
1: that's interesting that that was part of that church's doctrine. It is. I mean, I I, I don't know what the I you know I, I like I I'm not gonna report on China because I haven't been there, right. but I aren't there laws around how many children yeah,
0: I know that, I mean, euthanasia, you know, I think that there, that's, that's part of like, you know, who, who's worth, uh, you know, who's worth what. And that's, that's why it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. The whole, uh, the whole, uh, march on humanity as far as, you know, people, you know, caring so much, but then there's, you know, genocide all over the world and especially in China, you know, where, where girls having a girl is not as valued as having a boy. And uh, even to the point where there's you know abortions that are occurring um, in China um, if you know if you're not upholding the family line of that male <laughs> and it's really, really sad and I think that that's the value of life is not is not what um, is important to a lot of people and that's that's where you know we we go back to you know our view on on, on being pro-life and and you know, feeling like children are such a blessing and either you learn so much, but we're, we're our children's, you know, we're discipling them. And I think that a lot of people lose that with thinking that, well, I'm going to send them to school and the teacher's going to disciple them. Well, they will. And what do you want your children to be indoctrinated with? And that's another thing, even churches, like they drop, you know, kids off at, at church and, you know, you, you're just, you're putting it on like a, a preacher or, A youth minister or whoever to train your child up, and so when they come home, I feel like that's what society's doing—keeping people so busy that they're, you know, they're they're just confused and they're just. Have you have you ever heard of the? uh, There's a book called Outwitting the Devil, and oh yeah, and so in in this book, it's book, yeah, they they talk about the drifters, you know, (laughs) the drifting, (laughs) and that's what they want you percent what's that 98% and that, that's staggering that's unbelievable but that's I feel like that's what that's what's happening with our society especially western culture is they were just drifting along and we want like this person to teach our kid that person it's up to us we are our children's disciple like we're supposed to disciple them and i feel like that's that's part of our ministry too is it, our kids homeschool and so it gives us the opportunity to disciple our kids and i know it's not everybody can't do that, you know, cause their jobs and stuff like that. But if you can, I mean, I, I, I feel homeschool your kids and a lot of people don't think they can do it. And we didn't plan on doing it, but really it's funny, the more teachers we spoke to that were friends of ours, the more it pushed us to go, Oh, that just makes sense. If we can homeschool and we can teach them, you know, like, like for, for my 12 year old and 10 year old, like we're, you know, we can teach them how to run a business. Not just how to, you know, do math, which math is important. You know, we we get, but I mean, at what point do do you use, you know, calc? <laughs> really? I mean, unless you're gonna go into specific if you mean, unless you're gonna be a math teacher or engineer. and like
1: why not let that person pursue that? Why not? And like why not let the other person that pursues like really good at stacking rocks? That or if it's really good at like identifying scat different poops. <laughs> why don't you just what and that's let what, them investigate the, the shit out of that, right? And, well, and that and so God has a purpose for us
0: all, but we don't want to let our our kids fulfill that purpose. We're like, you know, we we want you know we want little whoever to go to Harvard, and that, that's probably the last school I want my kids to go to. But am, am I anti college? No, if if it's gonna be something that they're supposed to do, but if it's not, if they want to be an entrepreneur or if they want to be you know, whatever they want to be, I feel like, you know, we're defined as individuals by what kind of grades we get. And how many people have you met that are just, I mean, some people are geniuses that do terrible in school, you know, based on the the, the regular stand. And how many business owners that are successful have you met that, you know, they, they hated school
1: and they barely got through it? Well, and- I do know whenever I meet someone it's like a college dropout or a high school dropout. Like I didn't finish high school. Yeah, and like I meet them in a certain context. Like if you know, if it's in the street and they're <laughs> and they're um have a funny look in their eye. Right. No, there's best not. There's but when, exceptions. But, yeah, but yeah. when there's like someone here in Boulder, I'm like that guy looks healthy and happy, and that conversation comes. I'm like, yeah, I didn't finish high school. I'm like, man, I'm very intrigued now. Yeah. What's up? what happened? Uh, yeah yeah <laughs> I just feel like there is like there's a correlation for outliers yeah. that like um, outwitted the devil of school early absolutely.
0: yeah and it's it doesn't it doesn't always you know pan out and I'm, again I, I, there's there's plenty of people that their education has gotten them to where they're supposed to be but like I said, God has a purpose for us all and I feel like I'm not gonna quench what you know my kid's destiny is. But it's, you know, everybody's like, you know, well, what's God's will for your life. Like if you're a believer or, you know, or if, it, if you're not, a lot of people weigh on the side of, you know, well, what, what are you going to do? What are you going to, it's all about, you know, what are you going to do? Not about, you know, being happy, fulfilling your real purpose in life. It's like, you, what are you going to do to make the most money you can possibly make? That doesn't bring happiness. I'm sorry. But, you know, there's, I, I've spoken to people that are multimillionaires that want to commit suicide. And I, I we we know somebody that that has, and it's it's really really sad. But that's you know we're teaching our kids like it doesn't bring happiness just because you're a CEO or just, and it's not wrong if 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 that's what you're supposed to do. But it's not going to be fulfilling. And I, I feel like that's just what that, that's what people in power want to continue people to just drift, just drift along, just do the. Get used to the nine to five. Get used to what we say is acceptable. What we say is right, and we feel like there's got to be way more freedom, and we want our kids to feel this freedom. To like, we're going to be proud of you, you know, based on what you feel like you're supposed to fulfill, not what, not what I say you're going to have to do, or, you know, what what people tell you you should do. And I think that peop- the kids get pushed into that all the time. You know, they get they get pushed into doing things that they don't want to do based on, you know, just trying to please their parents or please other people and, you know, we're not called to be people pleasers, you know? So I think that we're, we're called to fulfill the destiny God has for us. So we're, that's, that's the, that's the one that I'm looking to please, not man. And not even my parents, you know, I feel like a lot of times there's a lot of pressure, on you know, especially if your parents are successful or, um, you know, I, I know I, I was over and over and over my dad, would say, which I'm thankful for this, but he worked at General Motors for 30 years, and he, you know, he started on the assembly line and worked as he's a very smart man. He worked his way up, very ambitious. Got up every day at 3:30 a.m. and worked so hard for the family. Wow! I would say in high school, every week, at least once a week, my dad would say, "I want you to go to college. I don't want you to work in a factory. I don't want you to have to do what I did." You know, so that that made me just go, "I have to finish college," and and I did.
1: You know, how in a, embarrassing. Yeah, finished yeah. college. I'm kidding. I'm yeah, kidding. I know. I, it's I know. Based I'm, on the previous, I, I'm
0: sorry. I, <laughs> I I didn't mean to say that. I, <laughs> but I will say, I did it for them. I didn't do it for oh, myself. I finished college too.
1: Yeah, not to say it proudly. I mean, I guess there's some pride. Well, there's some happiness. There's in work there. that goes that for into me. It. I, I actually learned how to do. I learned how to pass exams. Yeah, and it was not easy. I'm under what I was doing I was not med at Emory University. Oh, that's... Cheating my way through high school, had no preparation. That wasn't well, easy.
0: No, But well, and again, I think that you know you were supposed to be a doctor, but you really weren't. You you have the smarts to be a doctor, but. That is not God's plan for you in your life, and I think. Oh, we, if I
1: was—I mean, that I've thought about that a few times. I'm like, whoa, that okay. would be so weird if I was entangled in this sick system that's oh. calling themselves a medical care. You would have been ousted so <laughs> so long ago. I mean, not <laughs> to say there there there. I think amazing doctors, just like you're saying, there's something uprising in Boulder. There's amazing doctors uprising. Yeah, like I've heard that there's like a membership here in Boulder. If someone feels inspired, I had someone that was super thankful. That I connected her to this membership. It's like I think it's a membership doctor thing where they visit you. They can visit you once a month. Interesting. And it's not that expensive, but it's a medical doctor. There was an ER doctor. That's kind of like he's local, and this is what he's doing. So he doesn't have to get. I think it's awesome. If, messed all in with this thing. Yeah, the thing we have to do when you walk in a public place. Yeah. So it's like go. inspiring a lot of amazing ideas. And allegedly, she, like, she apparently her daughter, this like, Davina's age, um, had a cough. And she apparently needed clearance to go to school. <laughs> and the Boulder people wouldn't see her because she had a cough. They would not see her. And they sent her to Longmont. And Longmont would not see her because she had a cough. So Boulder County because they sent her Boulder, so they said Boulder County, and she was like, they it became a conversation. Well, you see my daughter in the parking lot, and she just got really triggered. Wow, she got really triggered, like she was yeah. having a little bit like, Wait, why am I being treated like a hobo? Because I'm trying to get my daughter, uh, right. like clearance, a health clearance to go to school, which yeah. is also a little ridiculous in my opinion. It is, um, <laughs> and so allegedly, yeah, this, this doctor got her now. She, now she's a doctor that comes to actually look at her daughter at her house. That's awesome, and works with her. Kind of going of treating back to her foundation, it, right? Yeah, that's what yeah. Used I to. know that's what I think is happening. There's like a, there might be a two percent that's like doing something very different all of a sudden. Yeah, then I'm very interested in become uh, being becoming more part of those communities for sure.
0: Well, I will say it just it just triggered a thought regarding when i i had covid uh, a couple months back and when i went to, i i finally got to the point where there was like two nights where i was just like coughing i couldn't sleep and my wife was like you need to go and at least you know see if if there's something they can you know do for you or i think that's risky by the way i yeah. have like a whole we
1: could like spend an hour and 11 minute podcast like with me you and my mom and my dad and a few of my friends they're doctors oh, i'm down to discussing the danger of walking into a, 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 a health establishment.
0: Yeah, and you know, yeah. I, I should have thought it through, but I th- I feel like with the fatigue I had and yeah. just uh, yeah. uh, and no uh, sleep. Yeah, and- I'm not
1: undermining what you did. No, I know. I just want to celebrate the conundrum that some people, like, wow, well, the slippery slope of medical. It
0: was medical. It, it it infuriated me because when I went in there, they asked me three, did, did you get the, the vaccine yet? Yeah. That so, was one of the things they asked you. That you, was one of the first things they okay, asked. Okay, yeah. And then understand. about fifteen minutes later, did you get the vaccine? So I was asked three times if I had the vaccine. Three times, they, somebody came out and I said, "Listen, I have a migraine." That was another. I had a migraine. I've never had a migraine headache. It was. I felt like. Oh, I was you were saying
1: they didn't. Did, did you? Did they know what you had? What was going on with you? Well, they didn't know. They, I, I because they usually do a triage. Like yeah. you came to the emergency
0: room. Yeah, and the first thing they did, it was like you get the, get your mask on. Okay, because you know,
1: I okay. I brought
0: a mask in there, and I was like, and they're like, no, 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 it's got to be this one. So, uh, you know, oh, have they a gave mask you. Yeah, they gave. They, they, oh,
1: that's t- apparently Timothy's limit. Oh, okay. he has a. He's like okay, they're wearing a mask sometimes, but he does not want someone to give him one. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, anyways. So go ahead. <laughs> Understand? Yeah. yeah. Hey, like yeah, I we said, all are finding our boundaries. Yeah. Well, my
0: boundaries changed since yeah. then and yeah. after the experience. But so I walked in and you know, like, what do you have? What are your symptoms? They went through the you know the whole list and then proceeded to ask you know, have you been have you been vaccinated? And then somebody asked again. I went to the second help help desk because I had to fill out some other paperwork. Have you been vaccinated? And then somebody came out with a clipboard. Have you been vaccinated? And I and I finally the third person I said. Listen, I have a migraine headache. I feel like I'm going to pass out, and like I could barely walk in there. I was so fatigued, and I was like, I just want to know, like, is there anything that? Well, we'll be with you in a little bit. We need to test you, you know, to see if test you, have, you what for to what. See if you have COVID. Oh my God. So they they take me to this room, and I laid on a bed for two hours. They came in. They 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 did a test after like an hour, and then. The doctor comes in after this is after two and a half hours, and I'm like miserable. It's this bright room. They don't turn the lights off. I have a migraine. And the doctor goes, Yeah, they took some chest, chest x rays and bat, like from the back and from the front. And he's like, You're breathing shallow. I said, Yeah, I know. I'm, I understand. Like, I, <laughs> I I, get that. Is there anything? Yeah, go, go take some Tylenol, and there's really nothing we can
1: do except just do breathing exercises. And another thing about do that is breathing. Wow. Yeah. You got a bolder doctor. It just uh, yeah. sounded like you had to get through a whole net to get to him. Yeah, that was, that was
0: it. Do breathing. And the thing about the breathing exercises is I know how to do breathing exercises because I do it. I, I do cold showers and, and dip sometimes and you got to, you know, breathe slow. So I, I knew the basics of, of breathing and good technique, but I thought, well, what if I did it? He didn't tell me how, yeah, there's not a lot of people. There's there's a lot of people out there that I don't even think know how to um, calm themselves. And so I thought of that too. I said, "What good was
1: that? That was just a complete. It was a mess. Well, maybe and it was for partly for you to talk about here. Yeah, I, I feel like I, and because I, the, even the X-ray part. That's a little like they gave you an X-ray on your chest.
0: What they did a yeah. a front and a back X-ray.
1: Like and but when I got an X-rays, mm-hmm. which I'm like, why did I? Now that I think about it, like why did I do that? Same here. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, they usually put a protector on my chest. Mm-hmm. So this was a non-protected. This was like, non-protected. Oh, I actually had So taken, I'm like what is the difference? I'm I just took curious. My shirt I'm curious. I need to like talk to probably like a radiologist about that or so it's like and it, it How was, does that work?
0: It was one of those things. I was like, "Well, I got to take my shirt off." So I'm glad I was doing the pull-ups that you and, and, and kettlebell <laughs> now. But I, I took my shirt off and um, so yeah, I, I kind of wondered that I'm sitting there and like I said, I had this migraine and I felt so, and I was so miserable. I wasn't really even thinking clearly, which so I shouldn't even have been there in the first place. Cause you know, I, I wasn't about to let them, you know, vaccinate me or give me any kind of medication or anything like that. But it was, it was mainly to go, you know, is, is there anything I can do? Or is there anything that you can do to help, you know, to give me some kind of you know, help vitamin boost, you know, it, again, and I was like fatigued and also dehydrated. And so my wife's like, maybe they'll hook you up, you know, and give you an IV and, you know, just kind of get you replenished. And there was nothing. I was just, I was like, what a complete waste of time. And this is, it really was kind of sickening the fact that I'd been asked, have you been back? Like that was the main concern. Yeah, that's there. interesting. Wow. Yeah. So, and I have a cousin that had a similar experience too. And her husband actually works for the hospital that she went to, and she was so disgusted with in the process. Kind of a similar thing that she it, she hadn't been vaccinated either, and that was a big deal to them too. This was in Denver, a hospital in Denver, and um, she
1: left out of disgust. She said, "I'm I'm done." She just walked out. Wow! So, wow! Well, yeah. well, I'll tell you. One time when we went surfing with my dad in Florida. We drove all, all, all over all night. My dad was probably making sure to try to hang with his young, oh, young yeah, guns. We drove all night. <laughs> Good to, luck. To, and then we woke up. I <laughs> mean, oh, we wake up. We just we didn't sleep. We drove. I, we may have napped, like taken turns of napping a little bit, but oh. we arrived at the beach at sunrise to go surfing in this very rough conditions. Oh wow! And basically, we learned. Long story short, my dad had. Uh, he hit his head, and he had—he wasn't remembering anything. Oh my goodness! He didn't even know where he was. Like so why? Hit it he, on the surfboard. Yeah, yeah. Like, and there was—he uh, had an, apparently what I'm guessing was a concussion of sorts, and he had no short-term memory. So he, he was saying all the like. He's like, what? He's like Chimp's house. Why are we at Chimp's house? <laughs> and it was kind of funny like it made us laugh for about 30 minutes we're like are you kidding finally we're like are you kidding me like (laughs) like, this is not no longer like we had to get real serious like this is not a joke um (laughs) because you know we drove all night and i know that was a crazy experience but are you fucking kidding me like (laughs) what are you talking and we learned he had no short-term memory wow yeah so then we called the ambulance, and we took him to the hospital and then um out of nowhere, he, like, snapped out of it. We could tell. He was, like, back. But he was on all kinds of, like, they were ready to keep him a long time. Wow. To keep him a long time. <laughs> like, they were, like, wow. at least a night. Like, at least. Like, that was, he is not leaving here.
0: Oh, if they can give you something, they're, like, gung-ho. Yeah. Like, hey, it's that, that's money. interesting.
1: But my dad, you know, maybe they did give him something. My dad's probably had a lot of experience with a lot of things and including working in a pharmacy for 40 plus years oh, wow. yes. and he and owning some and he like I, we could tell Oh, he's like oh you know we were kind of like i was probably like 6 17 18 <laughs> my brother's like 15 and my dad was like you need to get me out of here he's like i i know what's going on he's like i'm fine and just uh, all of a sudden yeah like it was clear and he we just left wow he had because they out. were very not he's like no we need to do this and that and this well, but we could tell like our his 17 and 15 year old boy could yeah. tell like oh no we're good like it's not good. so we just kind of like le- i learned very much at that point in, to at least trust my parents over the hospital yeah in certain context yeah and uh, to definitely trust myself over what some random stranger that's like paid to see countless people
0: absolutely well, and I mean, that's another thing. Who people...
1: knows yourself better than yourself? Who knows yourself, or who knows you better than your parents do, or who who do you, like who do who do your parents know better than you do? Like, medical care can I think first be uh, I understand emergen- for emergencies. Like, I am a total like when I was studying to do that, I definitely wanted to be an ER doctor. Nice, like emergencies yes. save people. It's flight. amazing. Yes, we are an amazing like the best time ever. Yes, especially depending on what country you're in. But for it to be like the just protocol, like an ache or a pain, and just do what the pharmaceutical commercial told you to.
0: That's crazy.
1: Especially with all the warnings they even tell you. I think the devil has to disclose itself in a way.
0: I feel like... There's got to be Absolutely. like... I think there's
1: a disclaimer. I don't know what you believe about that. But does the devil have to give a disclaimer or ask for consent?
0: Well, I think that's an interesting question. I feel like he does because all, all authority and power is given by... Christ Jesus, so I feel like we have a free will. So you know, there's not you know not complete constraint on the decisions we make. But I feel like the the choices that we make, and even like you ask the question, you know, with, with the devil, like does he have to ask permission? I feel like if if it's something that he wants to wreak havoc on mankind, and I he knows he's going down, and I feel like he's gonna take anybody and anything he can with him. But I feel like there is an authority that has to be given. And I feel like, I'm not saying that I feel like uh, th- that God gives him authority in the way that, you know, do this, do that, do this. But I feel like nothing's going to happen without the consent of God because he's in control of everything and everything that occurs and everything that happens. I would feel like it's more in a free will type of way. And I feel like the devil is, he's in pursuit and he's deceiving and that's the thing that people understand he's he's the master of lies and even Jesus says he's the father of lies and dissensions he, so what is a father that's like the source and that's like so there is power and authority that he has but I feel like he only has so much like Jesus was tempted by him in the desert and so there was the power and the authority stops at what you give him and what you allow him to do and I feel like that's where people sometimes don't feel like they have a choice but they absolutely do have a choice. We teach our kids there's power. The power of life and death is in the tongue. So, I, so by what we speak, by speaking out, that's why I said there's an army rising up. If we choose to speak out and choose to think for ourselves too and, and think and pull from righteousness, like what is righteous? You know, what is good? If we can pull from that, I feel like these decisions that we make are not going to be coming from the devil and I feel so. I feel like a lot of a lot of lies and stuff are just perceived, um, you know, you know, from the devil. And even subconsciously, sometimes I feel like you're talking about doctors. A lot of there's a lot of like good people that go into the medical field. So I don't want to like I don't want to rip. On oh them. yeah, but then good friends are
1: there. Yeah, but great then great people, great people.
0: You would be, be blessed to be have them as a doctor. Come yeah, on. but here's the thing, like I said, that that money persuades people or power and position. And so, even good people—that's why I said they're inherently evil, unless we have Jesus to—it's called, you know, the sanctification process. It doesn't mean that we're, we're perfect. I'm, I am nowhere near per- perfect. I mess up every day, but I feel like there's a sanctification in myself that only Christ can do through us and for us. That when we're when we accept Him as Lord and Savior, that He goes, you know what? You've made this commitment to me. I'm going to commit through the power of the Holy Spirit to go. You know what? I'm going to sanctify you, and that, what does that mean? That means trying to be trying to be do the right thing, you know, trying <sighs> trying to be righteous. And I think that, you know, that's where you know there's there's good people, but there's that pulling from from Satan to go, you know, what you need to do this, but it doesn't even look bad sometimes. Like from a doctor standpoint, it's like, well, I'm trying to help you, but the source is, is bad. You know, the source. And we talk about you know, medicine in, in, in the source of that, like our bodies don't need the medicine that we're given. And that, you know, my, my aunt, you know, the, the other, other day she said um, to, to my cousin, she said, you know, are you seeing, you know, you need a family doctor. You need to go get your, you know, your six month checkup for what, why? Like your body has the immunity to heal itself. And this particular person is on, you know, medication and like this dependency on medical and again how does a medical that you tell me this i don't know if, if i'm right about this but if you practice holistically and if, and if you're not you know practicing medicine and administering this in your office do you get that title of doctor and your license taken away and are you just called a uh, I think just a physical therapist, or
1: well, my understanding is like to be called a medical doctor, which I think a lot of medical doctors, if just to get to the, the root of it, have a little thing like when a chiropractor calls themselves a doctor. Like, okay. You're, yeah. You're. Oh no, it's like, not. But, as but the thing is, they took the MCATs, they did that, they went to medical school, and they did their residency. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so. I I think you have to do all that to become a medical, like a medical doctor. But then there is like, like PhD doctors. Like I think yeah. a PhD, someone with a PhD. So it's a slippery name too. Like all these titles that it's like. Yes, I I understand. I I think I somewhat understand how what an illusion this is.
0: What do you have? You ever heard of the wild doc? I don't think so. So this is—he's a doctor. He's just outside of Nashville, and he's—he's got—he's got a podcast, and he's great. Very, very um, self-sustaining. Um, like he's got a big family, and and they're—they're they're very much into um, self-healing and using whatever you can from the earth to heal yourself. He is—he went to school. He is a medical doctor, but I've noticed he's been called a chiropractor. So I don't know if his, because he practices like holistic, he doesn't it Well, I think it's a
1: different school, like a doctor of chiropractic. Anyway. But So you're saying people are calling him that as like a bad name? Like he ain't I, I, a doctor. He's in not, chiro- a, yeah, like kind of taking the title away. <laughs> Which is probably because, insulting the chiropractors in a way. It's yeah. it, it, but I don't think the chiropractors I know would be insulted by that because they know what they're doing. I'd have to look more into, but I just, me and my wife were having this discussion and we thought like our,
0: it basically is the cred of, you know, being called an MD, a medical doctor, being taken away when you go, no, I'm not going to make, you know, kids, if you say, you know, say if you're a pediatric uh, doctor, I'm not going to make kids, you know, take the 70 or 82, you know, vaccinations. Is that you know, the when number? It is up in the 80s, I believe. Now. For how young of a person? Before they go to school. Are you serious? That's crazy. Uh, it's no, it's insane.
1: Yeah, and that's why That's alarming enough.
0: It is. And it, so there's a protocol of <laughs> uh, you know how how many so we're we're just wondering is there this title being taken away if you don't, you know, if you don't practice for so long medicine then it's like okay, you're just considered holistic because we already know like insurance doesn't cover these holistic doctors because we've called even here in Boulder. We've called to try to get somebody mm. that practices more mm. natural mm. and the insurance thing makes it tricky yeah wow. yep and they they do not uh, you know they, they wow. don't so you got to pay out of pocket and it's it's very expensive so we've wow yeah we've kind of looked at that but uh, you know a, a, a surgeon saved our our oldest son's life you know in a zip lining accident that's the real skull deal fracture yeah so the,
1: the most power like, like I think it is a major fault that so many people fall for what an actor says when they're wearing a white suit that yes. looks like a doctor on TV. I think that's an issue. That is an issue. But oh my gosh, like these orthopedic, heart, brain. Yeah. Thank you, uh, ER doctors <laughs> that like save people's lives in the moment. Awesome, amazing, yeah, unbelievable. So major leagues, major leagues, major leagues, and I yeah, I think that's a a
0: contrast yeah. that we need to. Separate though, because again, you know, there's there's so many people that put trust in doctors, and again, and even in, within my own family, my own, uh, you know, uh, you know, my parents are are pulling away from it. They're pulling like we're really trying to to show them, hey, if you start eating better, like you're not going to have high blood pressure, and voila. That's a major league. That's
1: that's major, major league understanding.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's he's like, yeah, I cut this, this, and this out, and I don't have to take this medication anymore,
1: and so
0: seeing it has has made them go, okay, this like we actually believe you. Because sometimes it's hard for
1: for parents to believe their grown up kids. I think that. Uh. <laughs> that's so funny my dad yesterday was thanking me for like in a way he, he, awesome. he didn't say like thank you he's like well thankful to y'all like you know I've learned these certain things about taking care of my health um, yes. awesome and so it's fascinating you say that I mean man wow 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 we're, approach, we're, we're approaching my uh, pee break and way beyond an hour <laughs> and 11 minutes and yeah thank you for breaking normal is there anything that you want to make sure that we include that you do not say
0: yeah, I do. I it's just in closing, my, my main my main purpose and objective is well, one I want to thank you so I don't forget. Thank you for having me on because, you know, like the other night when Emerald and Timothy, yourself and Davina, when the, you guys came over, it's a it's an honor for us to be able to just hang with you guys. You're busy, you're a popular guy, and I know um, you guys could have been doing a thousand different things. So just the time that you take and allowed me to take for this podcast, I really, it's a blessing. And I really, Mm. uh, it it means a lot. It's deep. um,
1: Well, that's right back at you.
0: Thank you. you, Obviously. The other thing is, well, I appreciate it. And the other thing is, I just want to tell, like I don't have an agenda to tell people about what Yeshua, Jesus has done for us. And I'm not making money off it. I'm not trying to start a church. I'm not, but the ministry that he's called us to, it is so life-changing and so profound, not just with me personally, but with Jocelyn and all of our kids. It's so profound, life-changing, and unbelievably gives us love that we normally wouldn't have and peace that we wouldn't have, that we want to spread it. And we just it's, it's raw and organic, and people try to complicate it. And I, I feel like it, we're with religion, and it's not about religion, it's about relationship. And that's the main thing I want to tell people. Like it's it's about relationship and coming into this communi- community and thriving as as believers. And and you know we we have to worship our Creator, and that's that is our objective here to bring people to that. And so people ask why, and that's what we, that's what we say. Like it's it's peace. Like we have peace that we can't explain and love that we can't explain, but we know what the source is. And so that's what. I just want to leave people with, you know, I, I don't want to neglect saying like the truth to people. And that's, that's just, that's just straight raw and a hundred percent. What I know is, is true.
1: <laughs> that's good. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> I totally appreciate you saying all that. Yeah, for me, I I almost feel like um, in this moment, in the context of the podcast, because I've talked about so many different things. Yeah. So many, and with people that have such different beliefs. It's like for me, uh, yeah... I, I can empathize with you a lot because I'm not sure how to say, I'm not even sure how to put it into words anymore. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Jesus and Yeshua definitely work. Hey, there's power. in and, the name. Yeah. And I know I've I, I haven't interviewed, but I know someone that's like, I, oh man, just talk to so many people, different people about that and that word. You said there's power in the name. There's power in the name. Jesus. Jesus. Yeshua.
0: Just say it. And oh. say there's, there's, it brings, there's a, there's a spirit in here right now. You know that i can feel like a peace and it just brings an assurance and it is just it's power it's the authority it's you know it says that he's the lion and the lamb so it's that's the peace the lambs are are peaceful but the lion is the authority that we are given by him to do what we need to do and fulfill the purpose he has given to us and for us and i think that that's what like when people feel that synchronized spirit that's what it is. That's what he's calling. He's calling us to him. And I think that it's just we have to answer. We thankfully have been given free will, but we have to answer what that purpose is. What are we going to do with the free will he's given us? And you know, we he's we have to call upon his name and I think that that's what that's what it's about. And that's what a lot of people are missing because people are searching, especially here in Boulder. I mean, how many people are searching for, you know, you know what life is about? And that's the only way to fulfill what our destiny is, you know, and our calling is, and what they're searching and, and a lot of it can be done through nature. Like they'll go on a long walk and go, man, I feel better. But then the next day, you know, what about, you know, what if you didn't have that, uh, next day kind of feel like, well, what, what do I do now? Like, what can I, well, I got to go for another hike to feel, which is, I, I, I feel the same way when I go for, I feel peaceful. I feel energized or you do a dip or you lay in that heat rock and the, like you feel a certain way, but then, there's more to it. There's more to life than that, and I think people end it with that, and then
1: they don't they don't find fulfillment, and that's why. Hmm. Man, you're really opening up a lot. to I, I imagine some people being like so. I imagine some people being distracted by the, the word Jesus or Yeshua or sure. this being like you being religious or something like that, and not getting a message. Yeah. I imagine that happening well, because because I've seen that word. I've seen people.
0: You know why? I know exactly why.
1: (laughs) I'm just like to to use the B code. Like I could talk about all kinds of like different philosophical angles around this conversation. But due to the B code that we alluded to earlier where I report what I've seen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can tell me why the name of Jesus is so provoking.
0: Well, it's provoking because it requires a decision. And I think that and people know that. It's not just about knowing about him. Because people can know about him, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, I believe," you know, he was this or that, or. But it's not about that. Like he wants relationship and he wants commitment. And anytime people got to make a commitment, it like freaks them out. It stresses them out. They're like, "Well, I don't want to commit to that." And again, it go back to like the church thing. And I don't think he's saying. I mean, just because you commit to a church down the road doesn't mean that you're a follower of Christ. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't mean you have a relationship with. You know, you can be married for fifty years and not have a true relationship with somebody, you know, I've, I've, I've heard it, I've heard it a lot. And so I think that understanding what a relationship, like your daughter, Davina, you understand her because you're around her a lot. She understands you. She knows that you're going to protect her. You're all these things to her because it's relational. You have a relationship with her. And I think that's what people are missing. They, they stop it with Jesus because it offends them or Yeshua. It offends them. And, but he's offensive. He offended the Pharisees. (laughs) He offended a lot of people. He offended his own disciples. You know, he he told one of them, you know, get behind me, Satan. Like, quit acting like a fool, Peter. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, he got him, you know, he was riled up. And I feel like that's, Jesus actually kind of wants us to be riled up. He wants us to be on edge a little bit. And I'm not talking about like in a violent way. I'm talking about in a thought provocative, you know, why do I not get fulfillment in all these things that I'm doing and pursuing? Well, like it's about relationship with Him. You're not going to get, you know, you're not going to find that that peace in, in a perfect church. You know, like that's why a lot of people are like, well, you need to get in church. Mm. No, I don't tell them that. I tell them you need to find Jesus. Like, you know, ask, call upon His name, and you need to have a relationship with Him. That's mm. there's a big difference, and mm. it's, I think it's been it's been lost throughout history. Which we can go back. I know we don't have time, but we can go all through. You know, it, just religious history, world history, and all the factors. But I think man has complicated it. Getting back to the foundation. That's that's what he's calling us to do right now.
1: Getting back to the foundation?
0: Getting back to the foundation. Yeah, of of a lot of different things. I mean, think about it. Like, you're, you get back down to the, fo- the foundation of your health, and it's going to make you feel better. It's going to make you think clearer. Like, there's a lot of positive. Um, implications to getting back to the foundation of that getting back to the foundation of why our purpose you know why are we here what's our purpose and if you get back to the foundation it's to serve our creator and to fulfill the will that he has for us like we're not supposed to just wander around here aimlessly in this life and uh we know what our purpose is and it and it is it's one of those things like people are like well tell me what the a is to the b is to the c it's not like that it's as we go and that we've learned that like, since we've been in Boulder and when we were called. like, That's what we were told. That's what I, I, one thing I got is, what, what do you mean as we go? As you go, like, don't be afraid to go for it. Don't be afraid to move across the country with your five kids and go for it because you know it's part of the fulfilling of the will that he has. So as you go, like, you'll find out. It's, <laughs> it's one of those things. You just can't be afraid to step out and do it.
1: Woo! wooey wee wow thank you Jeff thank you if someone wants to reach out to you
0: how do they do that um, we have a, a website it's called organic truth ministry at gmail.com so organic truth ministry at gmail.com
1: to email you there
0: yeah email me or hey man they they text you they can text me should I give my number out mm-hmm. I don't know is that It's up to you yeah it's um, yeah yeah um, my number eight six five two seven four three six five one. 865 274 3651. It's about relationship to me. So I want people to call me.
1: And, um, you does, know, I, Does your phone not block unknown numbers? It'll
0: it it it'll say that it's like a scam call if
1: it's an unknown. So they should probably text you first, maybe? Text first, yeah. But doesn't that end up in another inbox then? Or no, not? I get text. Okay. So, yeah, nice. I don't have that blocked because I want to try to be accessible as possible. That's pretty fascinating. A little correlation. It was like um, Paul Reese, the psychedelic Christian, he gave his phone number out too. Nice.
0: Uh, hey, that's cool.
1: And then Josh Rainier Gold, he was talking about like how he's never been so interested in Christianity since the pandemic. Yeah. Because uh, he's like these Christian folk. <laughs> they, <laughs> they just Christian seem <laughs> like they they're not buying into this. No. I, well, that's we we need to have
0: discernment, and I feel like that's <laughs> spiritual discernment. Don't buy into the the junk that's being thrown at us and that's another thing like people are trusting all the like think about who you're trusting like if you're if you're trusting the vaccine and you're trusting politics and who are you trusting i mean think about who's at the top of that and who's running that ring i mean we gotta we gotta have clear minds we gotta have a sound mind and that's part of discernment is getting that clarity
1: Hmm. Hmm. all right wow wow to be continued as usual Awesome. God bless. Thank you. Thank, Thank you all. Uh, hey, if you haven't, uh, reach out to Jeff, reach out to me. I would love to know what y'all are feeling and thinking about this podcast through the reviews on the iTunes specifically. It might be the one that's most advantageous to spreading this word even more if we want to be strategic about it. Um, and more important than that, get involved. Start breaking normal in your own way. Try the tribe vitamins because I do believe that – there's an essence in the liver of the bison and the elk that can activate other things. Absolutely. Um, so I'm a believer. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's activated a lot for me. I've been eating, I've been doing a lot of things. Like, it's opened up my whole world to Oregon meats in general. Yeah. Um, so, this stuff is powerful. All right, y'all. Much love. And uh, specifically for Gabe. Here's your cliffhanger. This is saved for the end because Gabe is your oldest son. Yes, he's twelve, and he listens to this podcast
0: religiously. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh wait, I wasn't supposed to use that word. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, why not? I think there's there's a uh, negative feel with the word religious. Oh yeah, and I'm not. I'm not. Again, I'm not against the word religious, but I just think that it gets it gets a little muddy and confusing and a little offensive, which I I don't mind offending people if it's for something that's righteous or the right thing. But I think that the word religious has just been used so much to, you know, confirm something in people and like, I'm religious. That means I'm, I'm righteous or I'm religious and I'm, you know, it's, it's like you're, you're in a club, but I, I think that it's just gotten, um, it's just gotten used and abused in a way where people hear that and they go, "Oh, I don't want any part of what you are." And they don't even get to know the person, or you know, because you have any kind of tie to something religious, you know. So that's why we've been careful about using that word the past couple of years. We've just, we've, we've just, we just followers of of Jesus, followers of Yeshua, relationship. You know that that's that's kind of the route we've wanted to go. But, but yeah, but Gabe is is a huge fan of the podcast and, and really looks up to you. So he he's excited about this. So
1: What up, Gabe? <laughs> well, remembering a future of Gabe, listening to this, what would you like to tell Gabe? I would like to tell Gabe that I love him and I want him
0: to fulfill. He's such a special, special person, and God has a huge plan for him. I just want him to fulfill what God's will is for him. And he is definitely somebody that takes risks chances he's even defiant in in some ways which which makes him edgy and and it's it's kind of cool it, it definitely tests us sometimes so he pushes us <laughs> to think different he's he's thinks so different and it's amazing his mind is so creative the way that god has made him and and he doesn't he's so disciplined too like even with with food you know he's it, it's crazy at 12 years old he can sustain or he can refrain I should say um, from certain things that I've never seen a child be able to I mean you could set a, a candy bar in front of him or and if he's in a mode of like I don't want any sugar he he doesn't take it he's he's mm. amazing in his discipline and wow. so yeah he's he's got a huge bright future so um, yeah I just I, I want him to have we're teaching him to have that freedom and I'm excited to see what what he's going to do, but it's about now. And I think that a lot of parents do that. They go, you yeah, know, well, I, I got to get my kids through this, this, and this so they can get to this college so they can have this career. And for him, I just want him to be happy, do what God has designed him to do. And that's the main thing. I think that we push our, our kids like so so fast. And I just want to absorb everything about our kids and what they they teach us a lot. So we gotta we gotta stop and listen to them sometimes too. So
1: I'm a total believer in that. Yeah, Davina, well, I go I get a her school. Yeah, it's yeah. a great school. It's awesome. <clears throat> the best school ever. And Gabe, thank you, Gabe. Um, and thank you if you're the another Gabe of sorts that you're listening to the podcast or you love it. And I don't know, I don't know <laughs> if I would We're ever not. known Gabe was listening to it until y'all told me that day. Oh, I was yeah. like, that's epic. Yeah. That's awesome. Twelve year old. Twelve years old. And 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 come he, on. He's
0: for a lot of what. What you're about, and what your listeners, and and the the people that you have on this podcast, what they stand for. He, like I said, he's got that defiance. Oh yeah,
1: he sounds like you could have, like you could have been my dad describing me.
0: Yeah, yeah. I yeah. was like,
1: especially his two unique things. I think I have been very discerning of food, specifically. I'm yes. Like, I'm like, big come big. on, you want to try to give me that crap? Right. And I'm like, no, <laughs> who do you think I am? <laughs> and then um, also the defiant. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Like, you want to give me that rule? Like yeah. what, Why? What do you think? Who do you think I am? Why? Uh, why am I under your rule? Yeah. Why don't I come up with some rules? <laughs> well, the why is
0: important. I think adults keep on asking that. Like why, we need to keep asking, keep asking why. Sometimes he just asks why like two or three times more than I want him to. But it's it's a good thing I think once it you know plays out, and he gets a little older, and uh, I, I think that it, it makes us think like before we say something to him. I need to have an answer of why I'm telling him this. Like, what is the root? And so we explain a lot to him. So I think that's another
1: thing, too. It's, it's a good thing. It, it keeps us in check. Not and his wise, his whys, uh, Davina's whys yeah. open up so much more clarity for me. I'm like, wait a minute. It's not just because I said Divina's so. Davina is asking me this question. Why? Yeah. Let me think about this. Let, <laughs> Let me think, <laughs> think about it. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I know we were shut down. And even the generation, my parents' generation and the one before that, it was like, because I said so.
1: Yeah, you don't don't question question that. I don't do that one. I don't do that one. That one's. I've heard it. I've heard it, but I don't do that one. (laughs) Good point. All right. All right. There you go, Gabe. That was especially for you an outro. It was like an extra special cameo outro. (laughs) Woo-woo. Much love to you.